cliffcentral.com. Let's turn our attention to Collectomania, which is uh, our favorite new feature. This is where we get to talk about all the interesting stuff that people collect. And for today's episode, we're joined by Rael Demby, who's from South Africa's Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. And it's brought to you today by the SA Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. So it's good to see you again, Rael. How are you? Doing yourself. Yeah, Thanks good, man. Sure, sure. Nice to see you. What's up, so, yeah, it's, you sound very quiet. Are you whispering because there's stuff going on in the house or what's happening? Yeah, the kids are somewhere. Tell me how I'm feeling now. No. <laughs> Any better? You're sounding good. All right, so listen, the kids are running around or are they still asleep? Uh, no, they're running around. They, yeah, they should be more quiet. I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right, I'm it's good. nice to see you again. So listen, we've spoken about some pretty interesting collections so far, but we've got a really cool guest today. Um, and I know you also collect the same things as he does. So that's why we've got you both on today to talk a little yes. bit about it. And we've, we've met people who are obsessed, people who are, um, who are just so into their, their collections. They spend money, they spend time. And this is true for both of you. But I want to introduce our other guest for this morning, uh, Adrian Rotman. Hey, Adrian, how are you doing, man? Morning, guys. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Nice to see you. So you and, and Rael both collect watches and we're not just talking about you know uh the kind of watch that you would uh you would wear every day to you know just to tell the time although i don't know that many people who have those anymore we're not talking about apple watches or any of those either we're talking about or, or a, a swatch or a swatch but but you did i mean like your your collection rail started with a casio watch so it's not so weird that people would start off with something cheap right yeah it's usually the uh, the first watch that guys start with uh, young kids maybe they get one for a couple hundred bucks or right. they find one uh, in thailand a fake one and it seems to be the the, the time that it starts uh, the casio i got myself <laughs> a little uh, uh data bank which is like the old school technology calculator style yeah and uh, that feeling of wearing something cool and weird on your wrist is sort of how i mainly got into it and you know no one can start with a rolex uh, unless you sure crazy but you know you've got to start with something like that so there it is there's a picture of um, that watch progress I just, I, I remember those. I was always, I was always very jealous. Those things were like the coolest. That was almost like a supercomputer in those days. Yeah, well, you were never allowed yeah. to wear them um, during yeah. exams. Yeah, yeah you were. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right, because you could use the calculator, right? Uh, it's an amazing, you know, that, and that's still in really good condition. So you've obviously looked after it. Do you know what it's worth these days? Because in those days, it was a couple of hundred rand. What do you think those are worth now? Um, like a hundred and two rand. <laughs> <laughs> so you could still, I mean, um, you, you could still Adrian, get it. Adrian will tell you with high value incremental growth watches. But I mean, are those, are those the kind of things, Adrian, that you'd be able to buy on eBay right now and, and they'd be fairly cheap? Yeah, those are not, um, Raul will know, as he told you, they're not really collectible. There's thousands of them or millions of them on the market, but it's, it has that cool feature where I also know when I started as a little, little boy, that was always the one watch also you mm. basically start off with and then swatch and then, yeah, you, you move, move up the ranks. You, you don't just dive into the Rolexes or the Pateks and Richard well, Mills and those kind of watches that well, happens. Before, time. before we get into any of those, because I know people are really interested in the, in the high end stuff, but I remember there was a Mickey Mouse watch where his like hands, do the, the 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 time right and that mickey mouse watch was it was like kind of a joke for a while 
But those things are apparently quite rare now, and it's hard to find one in great condition, and apparently they can command quite a good price. Uh, as far as I know, Rolex, they, um, just example, there was a company that actually made dials for Rolex, and I'm not sure if that Mickey Mouse dial was actually, I think it could have been one of the dials that they actually made for the watches for Disney or, or something, and it actually became quite a collectible watch, but the Mickey Mouse watches you can still buy in flea markets for nothing. Okay, so you can still get them because I, I heard a different story. So you're going to fill us in so we don't, <laughs> just, we don't just go on hearsay now. All right, you collect, you collect mainly Rolexes and vintage modern pieces, uh, vintage and modern pieces, and you actually buy and sell. Wow, look at those watches. My God, that's amazing, man. Okay, what's... What do you got there? Tell us about some of these. Those look incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm a watch dealer. So what I do, I go and find deals, or people call me and um, I buy their pre-owned watches, and then I refurbish them. We put them on the website and sell them. Uh, mm-hmm. I only recent, or when I just started the business, I never actually had the money to collect the watches. I just wanted to buy a watch, flip it, and get quick cash and and make money. So around about Five or six years ago, I actually started to hold some of the watches that I buy, and I've really just started loving vintage Rolex watches, and they've really accumulated in value over the time from, I know, you can ask Raoul, he will know how those stuff actually appreciate. It's basically like Bitcoin at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Raoul, give us an idea from an investment point of view of, of the kinds of returns that you would get off of some of these things. I mean, are, are, are these... I think we've lost Rail for a second there, but oh, he's back. Okay, so Rail, just tell us about the investment value of of some of these luxury high end watches. Rail, can you hear us? Uh, again, uh, Adrian might know. I mean, we we've seen. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. I'm good. Go, can go you ahead. hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cool. All good. Hello. Yeah. Can you guys hear yeah, me? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. I don't know what's going on. There's some kind of. Uh, Hello. Yeah, no, no, there's a problem with the connection with Rail. So you just tell us, Adrian. I mean, you talk about it like it's Bitcoin, but. What what are we talking about in terms of increases in in value? I can just give you an um, example. I, I think it was five or six years ago. We, I found a watch in a pawn shop in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. The guy um, at that time he wanted a million rand for the watch. It was a really old uh, Rolex Daytona six two six three Paul Newman style. He wanted a million rand for the watch. He didn't want to tell us what he paid the lady for the watch. So I eventually went to him. I did the deal. I got the watch. Sure. He told us he he bought that watch from the lady for I think ten thousand rand. <laughs> he sold it. He sold it to me for a million rand. That watch eventually went um, to the U.S. Mm-hmm. It went on 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 an auction and it sold for eight million rand. My the, God! Um, wow. Uh, the original cost of that watch in the retail store back in the seventies was probably a thousand two hundred rand. Man, when you talk about Rolexes, I mean, we we know that there are people all over the world who buy these. We know that it's a very well established and well known brand. But do people wear them? Because I would be nervous if if I had one of these things. Do you just put it in a safe? Do you? What what do you do with these watches? I mean, do, are there people who practically wear them around? No, I don't advise any of my clients to wear them. Um, I know even your brother, he, he loves his watches, mm. uh, Gareth, and he he doesn't even wear them. So, like, we get a lot of people, yeah, every week that come and actually sell their own. It's just they, they're too scared to wear them. It's I mean, they get followed from 
sitting at restaurants or walking in shopping malls. So I always tell the guys, if you have an expensive Rolex, like wear it at your house or wear it to your friend's houses when you're going over for a braai or whatever. Sure. But um, it's really bad. The situation is actually scary in the South African market wearing luxury watches, especially Rolex, out in the public. It's, you're basically putting a target on your back. I want to. I, well, I mean, there's the the Rolex gang. I mean, no, it, exactly. it yeah. has a name. No. Yes, yes. So, Rael, on, on, on the positive side of this, I mean, you've got a great story about your Steve Jobs watch. Tell me about that. Seems like there's a hell of a delay with uh, Rael here. I don't know if you can hear us. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll leave that for a second. Um, I'm going to come back to you, uh, Adrian, because this is this is amazing stuff. When people buy Rolexes, that's not the top of the pile. There are even more. There are even more things that that you could add to that list. There are other there are other brands that are probably even more expensive, right? Yes, definitely. You what? get uh, Rich, Richard Mill, which is probably like the, the top of the luxury watches market at the moment, where those watches start anywhere from 1.82 million rand going up to 20 million rand for a watch. What? But you won't find people in South Africa wearing those. Wow. We actually have a few few clients that actually do have those watches, but they tend to want to stay under the radar and I'm sure. not be... No, <laughs> that is phenomenal, Richard Mill. You say yes. If you go, you can Google it. You'll just see it's got like a distinctive look. The case of the watch is not round; it's not square. It's like a, I don't know. Just go on. If you Google I'll, I'll, the, I'll the do, word, I'll do a see. Google search for that. That sounds absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, so we're going to try and get Rail back because I do want to hear his story. But your your business is called Luxury Time. You guys have been going for a while now. You sell. New and unworn brand name watches at discounted prices, and now you've expanded by accepting trades and offering pre-owned watches as well. How do you find out? I mean, it must be a small circle of people who deal in these watches. I mean, you must know everybody else in the country who's involved in watches, right? Yeah, there's um, only a few guys. If we like a small community that actually deal in these watches, but a lot of new guys are also entering the market now because they they. they the profits are quite good mm. uh, on the watches if you buy them and sell them again. So it's, sure. it's, it's a really hot market to be in at the moment, and people are jumping on board. And, yeah, it helps me because I've been doing this for 15 years. And Amazing. being in this kind of in the industry, it's like it's a trust game. There's so many oh, fakes yeah. doing the rounds, so many watches that are actually built up from original parts, Um and put together, but it's not a real watch. And those watches would be sold for hundreds of thousands of rands, and the end users won't even know it. Yeah, you have to know who so, you're dealing with, right? Uh, Rael, I exactly. think we've got you back now. Can you hear us? Just as I, I thought. Perhaps we were not. Yeah, perhaps not. He was there. No, no. Hang um, on, hang on. Here he I comes. I wanted to. I wanted to say, Adrian, that um, I interviewed a watchmaker. Um, I I used to do some work for world's finest watches. And okay. um, what really fascinated me was that we, we don't have watchmakers in South Africa and we also don't train them in South Africa, um, that they were only trained for a while overseas. Um, and he mentioned that as an experiment, um, one of the Swiss watchmaking companies came to train watchmakers in South Africa for a three-year period, um, and that was about 20 years ago. So wow. it's a it's a really rare career to have here um and it's certainly nothing that you can apply to study for after school 
No, that's actually a big problem that we also, we have our own in-house watchmaker, but I mean, the guy is not on the level of the Rolex guys in Switzerland mm. um, sure. that work for the big c- companies. And I mean, those guys charge you between 10 and 20,000 Rand just for a normal service on a watch. So there's actually a big gap in the South African market for a proper uh, watch servicing center where guys can actually have their watches repaired, yeah, locally, then to send them uh, to Geneva, which takes like six months to get your watch back. And Geneva, yes. Geneva is the capital of all of this, right? That's where it all goes down. That's where yeah, the, the so big watchmakers are. It's, it's not, yeah, well, it's, it goes to Switzerland, but mm. I'm, just, I'm just saying Geneva because that's the capital. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Of watches. I just want to try. I want to try one more time to get Ryle on here. Ryle, can you hear us? I got you. Oh, okay. You there we go. Me? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to hear this, the story of your Steve Jobs watch. Yes. Yeah, so I was. Uh, I'm a big uh, reader in the watch blogs. I, I read the uh, Hodinkee out in the US. That that little piece there. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful story about um, Steve Jobs's watch that went on auction and it sold for about 43,000 US. And he wore this watch every day of his life. Mm-hmm. And a year later, Seiko came out with a a reinterpretation or a reissue of it, and they only produced about, uh, it was 18,092, 19,082 from wow. the year 1982, the year he, uh, or that that watch was originally launched. And I said, I have to find this watch. Um, it <laughs> meant so much to me. I'm a, I'm an Apple guy, and um, I searched for it, and locally you can't get these pieces. So I went onto Instagram, found uh, someone in Japan who had a connection and we did a deal through PayPal. I, I, I uh-huh. just took a risk. I didn't know if it would work. I, I got it. And uh, to have something with not much uh, high-end value right. um, still means so much to me. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, and apparently that you've also got one of those uh, James Bond 007 Seamasters. Um, yes. Or- is that, is that something you've got or is it something you want? Uh, it, it is something I got. I found one wow. in uh, Switzerland. And, um, you know, what I want to say is that you can start off with something small and it can mean something to you. You could be f- 20 years into your collection and buy a swatch. That's what you want. Yeah. Um, the real beauty of it is getting what you want. And it is fashion, but you still get to uh, enjoy it and maybe it means something you on the day you might be feeling uh, happy or angry or sad and and a watch can like sort of set your day hmm. into uh, into the right mix um, and that's certainly right. what i do uh, at work to just try to uh, like to wear steve jobs watch and remember what he did uh, we we try to do similar innovations at our work and uh, uh, maybe we're not there yet but you know but you guys um you, you guys make uh, coin watches, right? Where the where the face of the watch is actually a coin. We sell them. Yeah. Uh, the coin watches a, a, a group from the uh, uh, from Australia. They wonderful mm. guys there, and they embed coins into the watches. You can't use a Kruger Rand and do that here because that would be like defacing or cutting the Kruger Rand. But okay. there are ways of doing it, and we've uh, we, we sell them. Um, like Adrian said, uh, you don't want to be wearing a hundred grand golden coin on your wrist, so. They aren't 
popular. <laughs> well, listen, uh, guys, we, we, we could talk about this all day, and I suggest that um, anybody who has a collection, anything like what Adrian and Rael are talking about this morning, you let us know. Um, get us on uh, Gareth at cliffcentral.com. We'd like to hear about what it is that you collect. We want to know uh, all about the, the, the mad obsessive collections that you keep, and we want to keep talking about this uh, for week after week because it's fascinating. I have not had one moment during this discussion where I haven't been a little bit jealous or a little bit curious or a little bit envious or a little bit interested in what people are up to. So guys, thank you very much for joining us this morning. You can find out more by going to cliffcentral.com. You can see what uh, the previous episodes have detailed and what people are collecting. So uh, Ryle Demby, very nice to see you. And uh, Adrian Rutman, good to see you too. Cliffcentral.com.